The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Are you ready for operational excellence? Welcome to the Visual Workplace, work that makes sense, where your host and visual workplace expert, Dr. Gwendolyn Galsworth, shares powerful visual principles and practices to optimize your operations and make them safer, faster, better, and far less costly. The Visual Workplace. You can't get to excellence without it. Now, here's Dr. Gwendolyn Galsworth. Yes, I am Gwendolyn Galsworth. I'm your host on this, our weekly radio show about letting the workplace speak. In each of our shows, we look at some aspect of that, of how to embed the intelligence of our operational system into the living dynamic landscape of work through visual devices, visual systems, how to install the language of our current level of operational excellence, even if we are not quite as excellent as we wish we would be or as we know we will be. We install that level, we make it concrete, we make it specific through visual devices, through visual mini-systems, and then we can literally see how we think and predict how that thinking will function because we've captured it. It's there physically. And why do we bother? We bother for the splendid bottom-line benefits in terms of improved safety, better quality, more aligned delivery time, shrinking costs. We know that a strong implementation of operator-led visuality, which, by the way, is only one of nine methodologies, will produce very reliably a 15% increase in productivity, sometimes 30. We've seen as much as 35, 34, I beg your pardon. We do it also for the splendid cultural alignment, a spirited and engaged, inventive, aligned workforce on all levels, not just operator level, but supervisors, managers, CEOs, GMs, the field staff, marketing, sales, purchasing, engineering. And we also do it to enjoy ourselves at work, to go to work and to grow to become more complete human beings, more complete contributors, to align with the corporate intent with something that is greater than ourselves at work, and to become a part of that. All of this is what the visual workplace produces, what it is designed to produce. Because what we're doing in visuality is creating a language and an embedded language, and that takes the struggle out of work, and we can simply be ourselves and grow. Oh, wonderful. Oh, wonderful. So welcome. Welcome. Today, we're going to continue our march through the 25 leadership tasks. I think that is I plan to finish today, but I also want to talk about some things that are wider. And if so, then we will finish up next week, which will be my last live show of the uh, of the year. And we're going I'm going into hibernation. I have a book to finish. Let me make a, uh, a few announcements. So uh, I told you that I'm going to be starting a, a rollout 
a visual conversion in Mexico. I'm totally excited about it. It is a great plant. And when the contract gets signed, which will be, we hope, in a matter of days, I'll give you more detail because it is uh, just the profile of something that I think many of you will be able to relate to and be excited about. And working with the Mexican workforce is and the Mexican leadership is one of the high points of my professional life. So I'm very much looking forward to that. I'm going to the UK for about a week to do some on-site work. I'll be back shortly, well before Christmas, because we're going to get started in Mexico well before Christmas, and there's not much time left. I also want to tell you that um, we are doing going to be doing a series of public events with the Shingo Prize in conjunction with their conferences. Please stay tuned. We will put that up. We'll put the details up on our calendar very shortly. We're very pleased with that. We're very proud of it. And there are some other things in store as well. And may I tell you, we will be launching a brand new website, Bells, Whistles, Dancing Bears. It's really superb. We thank our newest member of our team, Derek Newts, our Air Force vet, who has incredible skills around the web for taking on the project when we didn't even ask him. He just looked at our website and he said something like, I can do better. <laughs> a left-handed compliment. <laughs> Our next U.S.-based public seminar is in February, at the end of the month, February 28th to March 1st. It's in Minnesota in, um, oh, excuse me, um, oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness, the name just escapes me. I'll pick it up during the break. But it's three, three hours to the left of the uh, Minnesota uh, Minneapolis airport. You just travel left for uh, three hours and you'll be in the right place. Uh, the name is just escaping me. It, it's Glenn's, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. And uh, as I mentioned before, uh, in at the end of March through most of April, I will be doing a series of public events in Australia uh, under the sponsorship of SIRF, S-I-R-F. It's on our calendar now or it will be soon. And our great friend Jeff Naylor. So please uh, come and see us. Please take advantage of all the free opportunities on our website, the podcast, visualworkplace.com, the podcast, the newsletters. Be writing. I write an article every week. Please take advantage of our online training systems. Today I'm going to continue talking about work that makes sense, operator-led visuality, Join our train the trainer process. It's really, really a good one. And look at the video clips on our gallery. You can show them to your teams and educate yourself to our particular take on visuality and also 5S. We call it 5S on steroids. We like 5S. We like it better when it's on steroids <laughs> and it's not illegal. Become a member and you have access to a lot of free stuff. And we're going to be putting some free things in it today. So let's begin today. Uh, our website, yes, visualworkplace.com, visualworkplace.com. It's there for you. It's been there for uh, 20, 20 years, 25 years. It's been a long time. Since the, the net opened, we, we were banging on the door. So today we are going to conclude with the remaining leadership tasks in our 25 leadership tasks, tasks that help you prepare for a splendid 
launch of, in this case, operator-led visuality, although many of the elements that we talk about are applicable to any improvement initiative. We talked about tasks that anchor your conversion so it keeps going and growing and tasks that build and maintain your success. And we're going to be focusing on this last group today. The list of 25 will be in your free box at visualworkplace.com by um, the end of today. I've been making some final tweaks on it, tweaking the language to match what I say to you on the show, and it's ready to go. And it's simply a list. So it's a slate for you to see what they are, and maybe you want to listen to some of the show or some parts of the shows again. I want to make a point as we begin this final set, final set of eight. These are leadership behaviors. They do not have a public platform where you can identify, oh, they're doing this here, they're doing this there. I see the 25 tasks. A lot of them are behind the scenes. They represent a very intentional and very specific improvement architecture. And much of it happens pretty much out of sight. That is why, that is what happens when you're dealing with principles and truths and subroutines which is part of the title of today's show, The Final Eight, Principles, Truths, and Subroutines. This architecture is built out of sight, but has a huge tangible impact on your results, your long-term benefits, and the cultivation of an improvement work culture. But the reverse is also true. Without it, you will probably not hit the high points. You will not be able to reach that far, even though you may want to. You need to have this meticulous infrastructure and not exactly the 25 tasks that I'm naming, but rather you need to pay attention. And I want to talk about that for a moment before I go into this week's specific content. No one wants to invest so much effort in an improvement initiative and have it not roll over to the next level. Every improvement initiative must become a platform for the next level, the next phase of improvement, the next phase of growth. It's an investment and you know it's paying off because it rolls over into a new methodology but the platform is sturdy and is able to hold it. Remember that song? A a guy named Richard Harris sang it. It was about a cake that melted in the rain. It was a real heartbreaker. Remember that? It was called MacArthur's Park, interestingly. And he sang and he broke his heart and mine and the At the same time, all the sweet green icing flowing down. Someone left the cake out in the rain. I don't think that I can take it, he says, because it took so long to bake it. (laughs) Actually, the poetry of this song is really wonderful, but not these particular two lines, which are the ones that we remember. 
I don't think that I can take it because it took so long to bake it, and I'll never have that recipe again. Oh, no. And that's a long oh, no. This is the way it is with implementations. These are not by-the-book plugins where you just walk through the steps and you make it happen. This takes our heart. This takes our mind. We become artists we never thought we were because we want to make the canvas complete. If you're already an implementer, a practitioner of change and improvement, you can relate to the heartbreak of all of that cake melting, of all that effort melting down, all those connections with people you have worked with shoulder to shoulder evaporating because the improvement initiative is fading, stalled, or simply taken away because of its perceived failure. The dream so close to becoming a reality is suddenly in tatters. Wow. If you're a newcomer to improvement, to improvement as a change paradigm, and I I prefer to call it really improvement as a growth paradigm so that we understand there's something very organic about it and something that growth always gives us feedback on our growth. When we grow, we get feedback on our growth. It's always pointing the way. But if you're a newcomer, then the heartbreak that is described in the green icing flowing down is inevitable. This will happen to you. But you can postpone it. And I want to talk about that after we get back from our first break. Okay. I'll see you in a minute. I'll be here when you get back. Whether the market's up or down, or if you're looking to improve your portfolio, our experts are ready to talk to you. Call now. Toll free, 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Voice America Business Network. Are you ready to bring the power of the visual workplace to your company? Gwendolyn Galsworth, visual workplace expert and award-winning author, is available to help you harness and maximize that power. With nearly 30 years of hands-on experience, Dr. Galsworth shows you how through in-house seminars, site assessments, total company conversions, keynotes, coaching, and consulting. Learn about visuality through our books, DVDs, on-demand webinars, visual edge learning packages, and a host of other teaching materials. Enroll in the Visual Lean Institute and get trained and licensed as an instructor or QMI affiliate in any of our nine core visual workplace courses. Keep your visual workplace going and growing. Visit our website at visualworkplace.com to learn more about workplace visuality, our products and services, and when Gwendolyn will be presenting near you. That website again is visualworkplace.com. Tune in to the Voice America Variety Channel on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Voice America Variety broadcasts a diverse array of topics, reaching a global community. Our experts come from all walks of life, and the topics they discuss are everything from current events, arts and entertainment, leadership, parenting, relationships, self-improvement, career advice, and a variety of other topics. Check us out today. You're sure to find something of interest. Voice America Variety. Talk on today's hot topics. 
Find out what's happening on the Voice America Talk Radio Network by keeping up with us on Twitter. You can find us at Voice America TRN. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. You're listening to The Visual Workplace, work that makes sense with Dr. Gwendolyn Galsworth. If you have a question or comment about today's program, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's toll-free, 1-866-472-5790. Or send an email to radio at visualworkplace.com. Now, back to the program. Welcome back. Hi, this is Gwendolyn, and welcome back to the second part of our show today at the Visual Workplace when we are talking about the final eight the final eight of the 25 leadership tasks, I say principles, truths, and subroutines. So just before the break, we were talking about this cake that was melting in the rain. And I don't think that I can take it. We don't think that we can take it because it took us so long to bake it and we'll never have that recipe again. MacArthur Park. If you are a practitioner of change, you have faced this many times. And it really is only our strength and our belief in the possibility of renewing the effort in some other context that keeps us going. It doesn't bring despair, but it's something close to despair. It is our hope that keeps us going. And you know, please understand that this is the nature of your life. This is not a casual commitment that you have made to continuous improvement, especially if you're a continuous improvement specialist. And if you're a manager or CEO or GM listening to this, know that people's hearts and minds are committed to the outcomes you have asked them to undertake. And when it all goes south, they feel it personally. We have ways of dealing with it, but we still feel it. And as I was saying at the break, if you're new to the process, you can be pretty certain this is going to happen to you too. It's, it's in a way, it's called growing up. You see that certain factors prevail and, and you, can't, you, can't, you can't make the outcome that you not only promised, committed to, but that you want, that you can taste. Hmm? So I want to say to you, as we look at these last eight tasks, that if you find yourself currently in an improvement process and it feels wrong, you can be pretty certain it is wrong. Whatever the it is, it's going to be a feeling. And when you get that feeling, be small, but do something. Experiment. Use yourself as barometer. Don't go after permission. Don't make a big noise unless, you know, uh, someone, someone is really in harm's way. Investigate. Poke. Add things or subtract things. And begin to reshape and see. And then go and share what you find. 
when something starts, when an implementation starts going south, it usually has lots of signposts. It gives you lots of clues. But you have to be willing to feel what's going on. You will see it as well. You will see behaviors. You will see results. And I guarantee you, the fix is not more discipline. The fix is not drive it. The fix is not assigning blame. I think you all know that by now. I I learned it the hard way. Perhaps you did too. I didn't know these things 30 years ago, but I, I know them now. But I pay attention. And I do have an ability to uh, sense what's going on other than what my eyes are seeing. And I've relied on that. In a way, I want you to think of your improvement initiative as your own masterpiece in the making, that you are the artist or that you are the scientist doing research, primary research, not derivative research, primary research. And I would also add, don't bother to blame the methodology, even though it is likely to be playing a part in your agony. Don't blame the methodology. You are, for the most part, stuck with it. We were just talking, uh, my VP of communication, Cindy Linden, was telling me about two conversations she had at the end of next week from leaders in two different industries, two different parts of the country, and they were both saying the same thing. They were both saying, we have spent millions on this change and it has never happened. And even though we think that what we missed was the visual component, we can't go back to that same banker and get the money because our credibility is shot. We're going to have to be more oblique. Take the back door in. Can you help us? Of course we will. Visuality has been the missing piece, and that's spelled not P-E-A-C-E, although I think it is often that, but P-I-E-C-E has been the missing piece for decades. Lean can't happen without it. Sustainable results are unsustainable without visuality. It's one of its main purposes. So, of course, we'll help them. But we're going to have to deal with the same thing. Credibility is is blown. But we celebrate that people are beginning to see how visuality can can help. And this is this is the time that we will we will continue. This is the time that we've been waiting for for people to get it. So deal with your methodology and experiment with how to get it to stick, how to get it right. What you can add. I'm naming 25 things. Some of them before you launch. Some of them during. Some of them, many of them are in a way optional. But they're all possibilities for you. And listen to the principles and subroutines. And try them out. I'm not saying these work and only work with operator-led visuality work that makes sense. Why would I waste your time or my time to just blow my own horn? I'm saying these things work because I've been stuck before. And where do you think 25 leadership tasks came from? They came from my failures. 
They came from a failure that I was responsible for. And I had to figure it out. And sometimes I had the happy opportunity of figuring it out and being able to redirect. But sometimes we just walked away because we were asked to. There weren't many like that. Sometimes leadership, the top leadership changed. And so the direction changed. You are very familiar with that happening. No succession policy. I like to say to you, something like this experiment with the light and I have a specific reason for saying that to you you may know an artist from 19th century France whose name was Claude Monet he was very very famous for dealing with light for the 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 modern art that experimented with light noticed it as something that was apart from the subject matter apart from the cow in the pasture, apart from the bowl of fruit. And this group of modern artists, although they are 250 years dead by now, 150, 200 years dead by now, but at the time modern artists experimented with the light. And Claude Monet, he was a truly sublime painter. You probably know his water lilies, this, you know, this kind of blurry, beautiful play of light upon the water and upon these water lilies. Just look up Monet, M-O-N-E-T, and we will um, probably, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll run a picture of this, or we ran a picture of this in the uh, newsletter, but we'll give you a way of, of seeing this if it's not handy for you. But and also seeing what I'm going to be talking about now. He visited a cathedral in the north of France, in an area called Normandy, and was so awestruck by this cathedral that he painted it. He did over 30 paintings of the same cathedral in a period of two years. 30 paintings, which is a lot. 30 paintings of any one thing is a lot. And all of them different, slightly and importantly, because he didn't exactly... He wasn't about getting it right. He wanted to get the light. He wanted to understand the light. He wanted to explore the way the light at different times of day played upon the surface of this cathedral, this building. He wanted to study the light because it was part of his contribution to show us the important of, importance of life, of light itself, in our perception of anything, and certainly our perception of beauty. And so he, he painted it 30 times, it's called, his series paintings. You can look it up on Wikipedia. They have the same pictures that we're going to be sharing with you. Two-year period. And in a way, that's what you need to become. You need to become an artist of the light. The light is the context. The light is the culture. The light is the mistakes that you make through, in, and on behalf of people and not good mistakes. It is your learning. That's why I like, I like this idea of a growth paradigm rather than a, a, ch- a change paradigm because truly you're the one who changes. You may help others change, but you are changing too. 
And the methodology is not worth its salt if it doesn't change you. So I want you to take courage in your mistakes and use them as a great artist would. I want you to use them. Because I'm sharing with you my adaptations of improvement methodologies, of improvement methodology that I know very well, visuality. I'm the world's leading expert in these methodologies. I created them out of 30, 35 years of research. Read the word success and failure. Partial, partial everything. And think about these small things, these small moves, as I said in last week's show, these small moves that you can adopt that will open up new possibilities, put you on the right track again. So let's go into our second break. I can tell that we're going to finish this up during our next show. I apologize. But I also think this is a good conversation and I want to put it in context. So um, I'll be here when you get back. See you in, in a minute. Whether the market's up or down, or if you're looking to improve your portfolio, our experts are ready to talk to you. Call now, toll free, 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Voice America Business Network. Are you ready to bring the power of the visual workplace to your company? Gwendolyn Galsworth, visual workplace expert and award-winning author, is available to help you harness and maximize that power. With nearly 30 years of hands-on experience, Dr. Galsworth shows you how through in-house seminars, site assessments, total company conversions, keynotes, coaching, and consulting. Learn about visuality through our books, DVDs, on-demand webinars, visual edge learning packages, and a host of other teaching materials. Enroll in the Visual Lean Institute and get trained and licensed as an instructor or QMI affiliate in any of our nine core visual workplace courses. Keep your visual workplace going and growing. Visit our website at visualworkplace.com to learn more about workplace visuality, our products and services, and when Gwendolyn will be presenting near you. That website again is visualworkplace.com. The Voice America Live Events page is here now to showcase your corporate, individual, or organization's live event. Visit voiceamerica.com forward slash live events to see all of our past live events and find out more. Whether it's a multi-day conference, special speaker, or single-day event, we've got everything to make your event a success. We can do a few hours or a few days. For more information about taking your event to the next level, call Jeff Spinard at 480-294-6417 or email info at voiceamerica.com. Again, that's Jeff Spinard at 480-294-6417 or send us an email to info at voiceamerica.com. The latest business information is made simple with the Voice America Business Network. The professionals in the business world bring you live talk radio shows featuring an array of business topics, strategies for building wealth, sales and marketing, stock trading, investing, and business technology. Voice America business hosts are professionals in their fields and bring to the airwaves weekly business discussions that offer up-to-date information, advice, and education. The Voice America Business Network. The bottom line in business talk. 
We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You're listening to The Visual Workplace, work that makes sense with Dr. Gwendolyn Galsworth. If you have a question or comment about today's program, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's toll-free, 1-866-472-5790. Or send an email to radio at visualworkplace.com. Now, back to the program. Okay, so we're going to begin to march through our list. We're in the home stretch. But look that up. Look up Claude Monet, and you'll see it. Uh, it's better even to look up Rouen Cathedral and, on Wikipedia. It's spelled R-O-U-E-N, Rouen. Rouen. It's French, you know. Impossible to pronounce. Rouen. <laughs> R-O-U-E-N, the Monet series. You'll see it there. And you'll see the face of these cathedrals, and you'll see four or five examples. Oh, there's another five, so ten. Oops, there's the rest of them all different, and they all evoke a different feeling. And this is the artist in in Monet. This is what he presents to us. The play of light changes our feelings. The play of your culture creates feelings. Pay attention to it. It's a good interface. So, we are in the home stretch. Just eight of the 25 leadership tasks remain. Tasks that help ensure the success, in this case, of operator-led visuality work that makes sense. WTMS, work that makes sense. Do 25 tasks seem too many? Well, how many is enough? Could we get away with 18? Or a tidy 10? Just 10 tasks? Well, for me, as the creator of this list... 25 seems to me to be exactly the right number. They all play a slightly different role, and it just so happens there are 25. So I recommend them all, but I recommend as you hear about them that you think about how they fit and where they fit. For example, the purpose of the first seven, which we already discussed in our first show, two or three shows back, is to orient and focus your launch. Remember, name the expected outcomes was one, two, set up your accountability team, three, identify vision place so you know what this thing looks like even before you can bring it and create it in your own company, four, develop your laminated map, five, create and publish your improvement time policy. These are all very high-level leadership tasks and included as well. Get your supervisors on board because you are going to be asking them to play a new role, not just to show up, but to be different. You can listen to that first show again to hear about what supervisors are being asked to, to do. They're being asked to grow, to change to become a part of the new excellence. And seven, get maintenance on board. You'll need them. So that was the first set. That was our first set of seven. And then we went on to the next six, which ensure that trainers and supervisors hit the ground running. 
So that is discuss this new role for supervisors with seven. Eight was decide on your border protocol because if we're doing operator-led visuality, we are definitely doing the visual wear. And that means you need a border and an address and, if possible, an ID label for everything that casts a shadow. That's the criteria that's built into this so-called 5S on steroids. This is 5S that functions. It's not, it's not exactly a compliance mechanism. It is a functional mechanism. We try to get away from compliance. We try to get into functionality. So you need to have a border protocol. You, know, you need to know how to lay down the borders so that they last a year, but you can pick them up overnight in case you want to change the flow. And because you want those borders to be clear and very functional, task nine is develop your border color code system. We're going to, at the beginning of the year, uh, make available to you our methodologies, your, our methodology on how you create a, a border color code system. It really is very, very good. Very good. That'll be part of our new website. Task 10, create visual workplace supply stations so people can have these supplies easy, handy. They have a few extra minutes. They can start working on their ideas. Task 11, this is a nitty-gritty task. Create a bulletin board or a communication cube so that people have a go-to place within their, uh, within their area. I like those communication cubes because people can gather around them. They break the monotony of everything flush against the wall on top of many, many, many other things. And we put four or five examples in your free box, free for members box at visualworkplace.com, our website. And plan to give money away. That was task number 12. Give your operators a bag of 50 bucks and say, put your receipts in the bag. When you give us a bag full of receipts, we'll give you another 50 bucks. Spend them on things that will help you even just a little bit. But we want you to spend it. So those are the first 12. And that was the next, when I said to you a moment ago, the next five. Anchor the methodology. I beg your pardon. The next, I'm sorry, I don't want to confuse you with all these numbers. The next six is what I was on, enable you to hit the ground running. The next five, which I'll name right now, help you anchor the methodology. So the next five are pay attention to beginnings. Remember we talked about this? There'll be small starts. Notice them. Handle big ideas, number 14, wisely so that you don't get tangled up. You don't overpromise. You don't let people break their locus of control and go into someone else's area of control and tell them or expect them to change just because it's a good idea. So handle those big ideas wisely. They're going to come up. You better have a way to handle them. Otherwise, people will say, I thought you wanted me to participate. I thought you said you wanted my ideas. That's what that's about. Task 15 is you're going to have to balance I-driven, the individual, and consensus, the group. Task 16, and I said a lot about this last week. Task 16, promote iterations, promote experimentation. Task 17, don't standardize too soon. Visuality is not a compliance process. It is a protocol that we put into place and then we elaborate on it by creating devices that embed 
the operational details of our operational system. Not someone else's, but ours. Standardization has no real function in visuality. I talked about that. I told you where the standards do apply. And this week, by the way, our final and our and our final aid is going to be build visual best practices, and that that's what you're going to do. Instead of standardize, you're going to build strength, robust practices. And I suggest that you use the language of building visual best practices as compared to standard standardizing them, because you know standardization has the tonality of make it uniform, make it repeatable, denature it. Take the juice out of it. So, now we're going to do the final final eight. Here they are. Number one, keep hit lists up to date, fresh, perky. Two, show up for every blitz. I'm going to walk through these. Three, create memories. Four, you as a manager, follow up and follow through. Five, Keep tracking your KPIs. They will start revealing impact. Six, open a store. I'm going to let that sit by itself and not explain it one bit. Seven, organize walkabouts and trade places, I will add. And eight, what I mentioned a moment ago, build visual best practices. Okay? So this is what we're doing in the final eight. We have principles, we have truths, we have subroutines. Some of them are anchoring more deeply. Some of them are simply saying, here's something to do. Put it in your thinking because you may need to pull it out. But even if you don't need to pull it out, I think you'll be interested to try it out and see what it gets you. So now let's go through these. Okay. Let's begin with number one which is make sure that the hit lists that, are, that you put up in each area are up-to-date, are fresh. You may have missed that. I haven't mentioned it in this series, that, the hit, that a hit list is put up in each work area. And on this hit list, and it's, you know, a classic hit list that usually has traffic lights on the top. Red means we've started. Yellow means we're halfway there. Green means we're done, to my satisfaction. People will have ideas. And these ideas need development and they need physicality. If somebody is thinking about, for example, oh, gee, I need, I have so much motion related to stacking this material when it comes off the press. I want to find a way where I don't have to triple handle it. And they're thinking about this idea, but they're going to put down on the hit list, find a way to reduce the handling of material on the cutting, on the cutting machine, of second handling, third handling, fourth handling, counting, stacking, moving, moving again. That's the project. And I'm going to put my name up there, but I don't have to, but I'm going to put Gwenny, and I'm going to find a buddy because... I like it better when I have somebody to talk to about my ideas and hear their ideas, and I just want company. So I'm going to ask Marianne. 
And then I'm going to decide when to begin. I won't be able to begin until next week because I got such a heavy load or I'm doing some other project, but I'm going to target next week. And I'm going to begin. And when I feel like I'm about halfway through, I'm going to put that date on as well. So I put a date of where to begin. And I might even say I want to be done before Christmas, for example. That'll be a target date. That's also very handy. And there'll be a little space on the hit list for uh, comments or special needs. And, you know, I'm going to make a note for myself right now. We're going into our final break to put some hit list formats from our Work That Makes Sense resource folio in the free box at visualworkplace.com. Just become a member. It'll be in there. So you're going to get cathedrals. You're going to get uh, a green cake melting in the rain, the lyrics. You're going to get the placard of the 25 tasks. And now you're going to get a hit list some hit list formats that you can customize for yourself. That'll be very good. These hit lists are very important. And before we go into our our final break, I want to, well, I'll wait. I better wait because it's a whole other point about hit lists. So let's go into our final break. I'll be here when you get back. Whether the market's up or down, or if you're looking to improve your portfolio, our experts are ready to talk to you. Call now, toll-free, 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Voice America Business Network. Are you ready to bring the power of the visual workplace to your company? Gwendolyn Galsworth, visual workplace expert and award-winning author, is available to help you harness and maximize that power. With nearly 30 years of hands-on experience, Dr. Galsworth shows you how through in-house seminars, site assessments, total company conversions, keynotes, coaching, and consulting. Learn about visuality through our books, DVDs, on-demand webinars, visual edge learning packages, and a host of other teaching materials. Enroll in the Visual Lean Institute and get trained and licensed as an instructor or QMI affiliate in any of our nine core visual workplace courses. Keep your visual workplace going and growing. Visit our website at visualworkplace.com to learn more about workplace visuality, our products and services, and when Gwendolyn will be presenting near you. That website again is visualworkplace.com. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You're listening to The Visual Workplace, work that makes sense with Dr. Gwendolyn Galsworth. If you have a question or comment about today's program, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's toll-free, 1-866-472-5790. Or send an email to radio at visualworkplace.com. Now, back to the program. 
Hi, welcome back. This is Gwendolyn at The Visual Workplace. We're in the final segment of our show today, and we are talking about the final eight principles, truths, and subroutines, part of the 25 leadership tasks that I have been talking about over the last three or four shows, and there will be a final show on this before the end of the year. We, of course, will continue playing our encores. We'll pick out some shows that seem to be popular with you and play them again. And I also want to encourage you, please, to, uh, I'm talking about Hit List now, to go to our podcast page on visualworkplace.com and just search on Hit List. You'll find some other shows on that. If this is of interest to you, there's more information. So I was saying keep your Hit List up to date, but I want to talk about something that, that we think is important in using the Hit List. And it's this little rule. It goes like this. Just because you think of it, you think of a project or you notice a problem, just because you think of it doesn't mean you have to solve it. Just because you think of a good hitless project doesn't mean you need to put your name up there as doing it. You may be overloaded or you may really not know what the solution is. You just know that it's a problem. And we don't want to, as it were, punish you for seeing, for noticing. So we wait for someone else to volunteer. But what happens if they don't, if no one wants it? Well, this is the second part of this two-part rule. The first one is just because you think of it doesn't mean you have to do it. But just because no one else volunteers doesn't mean it shouldn't be done. And this will be something that your supervisors will help you on. It will be, hey, George came up with this really great idea. He sees a problem. It needs to be solved. He's completely clobbered. He's got a big workload and he's got several improvement projects he wants to complete. I need a couple of people to step up for this to get it started. Someone who isn't loaded right now. I'm going to give it a week, but I'm coming back to it next week. I need somebody to step up. This is a really important insight, and we need to solve it. That's the way you handle it. A couple more things about keeping your hit list up to date. Boy, I'm sure not making much progress through my list of eight. I'm going to stay with hit list for a moment. They should be put up. They need to be put up publicly, and I say a whole side of your communication cube put that on wheels and let it rotate and all that stuff. You put your hit list up there and it has to be up to date. By up to date, I mean current. So on your hit list, the lower right or the lower left, but clear and visible, there's a little placard that says, this hit list will be updated. For example, every Wednesday, by noon. And if you're a two-shift operation, every Wednesday by noon, shift one, every Wednesday by midnight, graveyard shift, or something like that. So you take care of it. And it will be updated by and name names. I prefer to be updated by operators. But if that's too fussy, then a supervisor, but a supervisor or a team lead with a name. 
we want a person to go to and say, are you sure this is up to date? Because this particular thing, we finished that about two weeks ago. John, David, Marianne. So keep your hit lists up to date. If they are not up to date, we like to see the visual workplace trainer or coordinator indicate that it's not up to date by getting some crime scene tape if you can get it. Not sure you're allowed to buy it, but maybe maybe you can get it on some strange website. Put crime scene on it. Put some crime scene tape on it to say, whoops, this standard, and this is what I like when we talk about standards and visuality, standards of behavior related to visuality. Every cabinet that has more than one shelf will have an arrow accompanying each address so that we know whether the address applies to the below the shelf or above the shelf space. That's a rule. That's a standard, a visual standard. And this is another one. Your hit list, your hit list will be up to date. You can do it every day. You can do it three times a week. But once a week for sure. As of this day, this time, everything is updated. Before this time, the day before, even two days before, it's a little bit wiggly. So these hit lists are very, very important. They do not, and there have been mistakes made in this regard. I learned about it with a client last year, that they were letting the hit list drive all activity. Not at all. The hit list capture projects. But there is a line of force that is coming from the trainer, the coach, perhaps even the coordinator, and even with input with this, from the supervisor. And, you know, we want the supervised to, supervisors to take a very hands-off, non-supervisory role. But the supervisor may say, you know, we really need to go further with, with these borders. We started borders a month ago, and we haven't completed them. That's not even on the hit list. That's part of your protocol. That's part of your standard, if you will. I better not use that word. That's one of your outcomes that is foundational. That's a foundational outcome. So the hit list will help you. But there is this driving force that is putting the methodology in place. Usually hit lists are about what could be called opportunities, something happens, and you say, we need to have a solution here. It's probably going to be a visual solution. Somebody take it on. Okay? So that's what I want you to know about, about hit lists. This is a very important subroutine, a very important subroutine that needs to be fairly carefully watched and learned. You have to, lear- you have to learn how to do this. So we got one of our final eight done. Oh, my goodness. I get a F minus on my effort today. No, no, I get an A plus on my effort, my, an F minus on results. <laughs> bad, bad Gwenny. I had a wonderful time with you today. We will finish up the uh, remaining tasks. And, of course, we'll loop back a little bit so that we'll frame uh, the final eight again, but not take 35 minutes to do so but I felt the discussion today was very important the discussion about the melting cake and this 
discussion about Claude Monet and his experiment with light. This is who you are. This is what you're doing as well. I love what you're doing. I support it entirely. It is my life's work to notice and to to talk about it and to add my two cents worth. This is The Visual Workplace. I'm Gwendolyn Galsworth. I'm signing off. Let the workplace speak. We appreciate your joining us this week for The Visual Workplace, work that makes sense. Please tune in for another episode next Thursday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific, featuring your host, Dr. Gwendolyn Galsworth, on the Voice America Business Channel. Thanks again for listening. Appreciate your joining us this week for The Visual Workplace, work that makes sense. Please tune in for another episode next Thursday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific, featuring your host, Dr. Gwendolyn Galsworth, on the Voice America Business Channel. Thanks again for listening.